Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Brother John. How are you, sir? Ooh, pretty good. I think that, boy, your volume's up. That really woke me. Mm. Oh, Which I, I probably I, Yeah, I think I needed it, too. <laughs> hey. Coffee can is, only do so much for us. That's right. Okay, this is a bro show, by the way, for new new listeners. I'm Jerry. We're brothers, and you are... What's your I'm name? Brother John. There he is. Uh, the he's, podcast he's, personality. He is the personality. I'm the sidekick, the producer, the engineer, that kind of He's stuff. Pancho, I'm Cisco. <laughs> well, I think you're Pancho and I'm Cisco. Yeah, yeah. Comic relief, so, whatever. Comic relief, and we need it. God knows, we oh, need it. God. This world so, needs yeah. a lot. This is a this is a podcast where we talk about four things. Okay, we tell an ox story because this is the season of the ox. We have seasons. Who knew? Uh, we have a word. A word that delighted or intrigued us that we ran into in our reading or listening during the week. We do two takes on a topic. And then, lastly, we have two groaners where John quizzes me via comedy. And I have to be able to respond to the groaners and give the proper answer there in the form of a question. That's it. Mm. That's what your deal. What shirt are you wearing? I have got on my ox shirt. I felt it would be best for me to wear that because I, I want to be best prepared to do the ox story this week. Wow. That is so exactly. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So you, you, you're, you're always thinking of the show. That's one of the things I love about you, John. Mm. You're always thinking about the show. I was thinking about the show also because I'm wearing the I'm with the band t-shirt. It's yeah, exactly like the one. Yeah, like the one in the show notes. It's it's turquoise uh, or Tahiti blue, and uh, uh, I love this thing. Uh, what's the deal on this shirt, John? Well, the deal is that we've got these poor musicians who uh, basically their whole lives have been listening to too loud music, so they get their ears hurt and they need to be relieved in some way medically, and we give them money in order to help them. I don't mm-hmm. like to think that they're just a bunch of drug addicts and we're, we're supporting no. their habit. I like to think about the more positive things that this organization does. It helps uh, auto work musicians too, which is a lot of musicians right now. Yeah, and so you know when you nice buy this T-shirt, it's called "I'm with the band." And yeah, you know when you buy really this good. T-shirt, the money goes to where? Forget it goes to support our musicians, and this this is really a nice looking shirt. And what's good about it is you can purchase it and help this place. Not to be confused with some art T-shirts, which we only have and we can tout about, but you can't buy them. Sorry about that. No. Yeah, can't buy them. Can't buy them. We wear T-shirts no one else has. And not that we're elitist or anything, but that's the way we roll. We can't help it. Yeah. Anyway, support our musicians. The money goes to Music Cares, a non-profit, 100% of it, all the profits. And even the, our T-shirt maker, Bonfire, uh, gets rid of a bunch of the expenses, so more money goes to charity. They are a really cool group. By the way, John, I saw an ad for them uh, on primetime TV. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, they have, yeah, bonfire. They, yeah, what they're doing is they're highlighting exactly what we're doing, using them Ooh. to uh, help help good causes. All right, mm. anyway, so. Is it time for the ox story yet? Are you ready? Yeah, the ox story. You know what? I, I decided that, you know, this whole thing with the ox has got some astrology background. And we're not going to make a deep dive here because I'm not what you call the old astrology fan, whether we're dealing with 
with Chinese astrology or what I would call the Western world, whatever we, whatever those people do when they read the paper in the morning, they can't wait to see what their lives are going to be like. Kind of, I'm not that guy. Well, you know, uh, we have a we have a problem. We can't take, we, yeah, we have a problem because I don't give a shit about it either. Sorry. But, but the fact is that when we say year of the ox, what the hell those ding dongs mean by it? Yeah. yeah. What does well, that mean? It, that means that we've got actually there are twelve, just like there's twelve months. There are twelve different uh, animals that that are represented uh, by the this Chinese uh, horoscope. And mm. number two animal happens to be the ox. Uh, number one ah. animal was rat, which we did uh, the previous season. And now yeah. what we're doing is season of the ox. Now, as we take a look at this, one of the things to keep in mind is there is a year of the ox happens once every, what, 12 years, is it? Mm-hmm. 12 yeah, 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. 12. So as a result, these turn over, and I guess what our sweet spot might be the year 1949, uh, as it relates, oh. we were born in 46 and 48. The closest Correct. we can come to becoming uh, part of the year of the ox is, well, close but no cigar. I am actually yeah. a dog and you're a rat. Thanks. So, uh, we're, but, <laughs> but the fact is that we look at the ox, the, the way that the personalities of a person that's in that year kind of project what you would feel that animal is. Strong, yeah. sturdy, dependable, uh, no drama. Able to fo- no drama, Obama. You're able to follow commands, but you can be a firm leader. So these are the pieces of the pie that we are the pieces that we look at. And you, you, Obama is actually born in 1949, so he fits that category yeah. to some extent. A person who yeah. doesn't say a lot, but when they talk, they you know they mean business kind of guy. Mm. Wow. So, the other thing I thought interesting about this is that there are, uh, as we talked about Babe the Blue Ox last week, we learned that there are, there's mythology behind some of the, uh, of, of these, these animals. And I thought it kind of interesting as we take a look and with their in order, there is a mythological great race that took place in order to get these things paired up. So it's sort of like a horse race. They went around the track and the way they finished is the way they sized up in the order that we think of them. And wow. why did that doggone little rat finish before the ox? Well, he looked like he's a little weathered as he's on the track going around, and he pleaded with the ox, could you please, can I get on top of you? Can I go, please, 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 please? Oh, and really? the ox, being very nice and, and very dependable, says, sure, hop on, I'll take your ride. And what, as they get close to the finish line, what does that rat do? Jumps off the back and scurries across the line before the ox. Oh. Almost sounds like the tortoise and the hare a little bit. It know? does, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it does. I felt like I was watching Saturday, Mar- Saturday morning cartoons there just for a minute. That was good. Yeah, I like yeah, that, John. Yeah. That was nice. By the way, a little correction there. I don't think Obama was born in 49. Although he is an ox, I think he was born 12 years later at least. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you're po- I apologize. You're absolutely right. Oh, 12 yeah. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, At least 12, I, I just, maybe 24, I, I I'm not sure. Being our, our age, but God bless, we are that old, aren't we? Oh, Thank gosh. you. Yeah, well. Yeah, so you add, to, add 12 to the 49, that's probably closer to when he was born. Okay, makes sense. All right. So, yeah, 61, does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, that, that works. Yeah, okay. So, in any case, yeah, we got an ox story, that's it. Uh, you do need to know about the ox. If you like astrology, uh, I think you'd be right at home reading the Chinese uh, astrology horoscope uh, stuff. And uh, believe it or not, this is the year of the ox, and 
it's going to be a troubling year. That's what yeah, that's part of what that projects to that. I mean, this is going to be a tough time for you know from every for everybody, but the ox is going to be kind of tested a little bit. And I, the the fact is, we just talk about the year, but if you wanted to take the deep dive, you could go into different metals, different kinds of ox. You can go into different years. That's it. So that's our ox story. Uh, John, we got a really interesting word this week. This is a word that you would think you would run into earlier, subvention. You know, you think, well, and you'd also think that, uh, well, I guess in a way it kind of subvention, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think it, it, does it play well? You're better at the words in terms of uh, cutting apart. No, it doesn't. No. So subvention, the definition is a monetary aid or grant furnished by government or some other authority. And it's pretty timely uh, because here we are with the stimulus package, et cetera, where monetary aid is being provided by our government as we go through our tough times. And uh, so that's that's the background to get the background right now. That isn't how I found this word. And first, I'll start with an example, then I'll give you how I found it. The foundation receives an ongoing sizable subvention from a philanthropic family. Does that sound familiar? That does sound familiar to me, but I'm not going to say anything about it. We're not going to mention an environmental organization which happens no, to fall into this category. No, we wouldn't say I, anything about that. I'm not going to do that, by the way. Me neither. This, this, this family that happens to be in the publishing business is not going to be mentioned. Is that something understood? <laughs> Excuse me, I had to get something on my phone. Oh, well, let's move on. Now, here's, here's how I found it. Uh, I was... Uh, I, I had a, a email forwarded to, to me by my boss. It's a, it's a professor at the Arizona State who was interested in getting his book published. Now, we've been trying to get this guy's book published for about three or four years. So she forwarded the email to me. I realized that this is not an email that you'd want to hit the print button on because it was 126 pages of email dialogue. Oh, and so within it, I learned, that's how I saw the word. I was, I wish I could have done a word check on this to see how many times I saw this word subvention in it. Yeah. So this guy, you know, one of the things I think, you know, when you have a book that you can't get published right away, mm-hmm. you ought to consider the fact that it's maybe not that good. Now that's maybe, you know, well, obviously well, there are good, good books good. out there that don't get published. Come on. Good's a strong word. I, I say, uh, it's not, Oh, popular or yeah, it's, it's not popular. It's not a yeah. yeah. It's not. It's yeah. not commercial enough. Yeah, won't make it. Won't yeah, cover the cost of the printing. Yeah, that sort of thing. So uh, mm. sure enough, that's that's how I found the word. Uh, um, the, we're still in the throes of trying to get the book published. Uh, we came within an eyelash, and the University of Chicago Press just bailed on us at the last moment. But when hey, you say we, you're, you're referring to your work. The Center place. for Humans and Nature, my boss. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. I got it. Subvention, though. What a strange word, you know. Sub, I think we know what that means, right? Under or, yeah. you know, under the radar, maybe, kind of. Yeah, and, under the radar. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I would I, I, never want to cast a negative implication to this word and say it's underhanded. I would never no, do that. No, no, I'd never do that either. <laughs> and I don't know about uh, vention, you know, that. It, it, the old rule in in Latinized word or anglicized Latin words is switch the V to a B and see if it makes sense. And bene, you know, benefit mm-hmm. 
goodness. So it's yeah, an un- under the radar. Yeah, it's an under the radar way of benefiting yourself or someone else. So I think yeah, yeah funding, funding, yeah, funding. Okay, well, whatever. Okay, well, we got we we we, we got a really, oh, really, really, oh. really, really, really personal experience. Two takes that I am uh, going to give a little bit of background, mm. very little. Uh, I happen to have served in the armed for you know armed forces AF. Then uh, it was uh, <laughs> AF. Did you say AF? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. AF means something else now, John. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Right. I I I I, I okay. have done that. Okay, here's the thing. I was. I was in the army, and I realized when I got to Vietnam, I need. I aspired to one position in our mm. unit. I was a mm. enlisted man, so I wasn't an officer. I wanted to become the meal clerk, and Ooh. within about three to four months of my one year tour in Vietnam, I was able to get to that position. To me, mm. the meal clerk was the most important position in our unit because it was the position in which you. You handled mail and you were able to somewhat help the morale of your unit by delivering the mail. So I had a real good feeling about it. But I also realized that it was a dangerous position because we were in a perimeter defense. And every day when I get the mail, I'd have to have an armed driver and I'd be riding shotgun with an M16 machine gun as we go down a road, which probably doesn't have any mines. It's well-traveled. And the VC, uh, v- Viet Cong were usually out at night, so we weren't gonna, you know, run into them either. But, you know, there's always a possibility that something's gonna go wrong. Mm. So I kind of realized that I am right now doing the same thing. I am a huh? mail clerk who picks up mail once a week for my client. Out wow. In, out in Libertyville, which is about 40 miles from where I live. And I thought about it and I said, wait a minute. What I'm doing right now, picking up the mail, is much more dangerous than what I did in Vietnam. Number one, I wow. there's no rhyme. When we're talking about the the adversary, it's not the Viet Cong. It's called carjacking, carjackers. Yeah, carjackers are out there. We've had 200 carjackings in the month of January in the city of Chicago. Wow, and there doesn't seem to be any decrease in them. But what's interesting about it is. You would say, well, that's bad in bad areas. No, it's no. everywhere. Well, it's got to be probably at night. No, it's no. any time. You don't know when, where, and as and also the fact is there's no specific roads or anything, but I've got about a three-mile stretch before I get on the expressway, although just yesterday I carjacking on the expressway. I can't figure it out. Wow. I realized. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, on, on an expressway, there was a carjacking? I don't know how it happened. I didn't, it was just yesterday wow. I had a chance to take a deep dive into it. I was actually thinking, well, what kind of cars? You know, I've got yeah. a Plunker uh, uh, SUV, uh, it's 2004 Buick Rendezvous. Although it's not as likely, we need to look at this and think about exactly why are, are they stealing the car for poor parts? Probably not. That no. might be a distant third our fourth reason for the car stealings. The main reason is that the cars are stolen to be used for other crimes so that you don't, you know, for trading purposes. Um, We also, the the carjackers are are usually youth, and they can be anywhere as young as 12 to 20. So they're juveniles that are probably being ordered to do it by other people than then getting paid for it. Uh, So there's a lot of joyriding also involved in it. Mm -hmm. So... And everyone's so, wearing a mask, so how do you tell? 
there are so many pieces to this puzzle which are creating the problem. And wearing the mask, it, there's a whole thing about you know juvenile are basically they are they can, they're out of jail within a couple, probably a couple of days at the longest because they uh, and they don't have to post a cash bond here in Chicago. Wow. Uh, there's just and yeah, and we take a look at just the normal situation with the pandemic. Here's mm-hmm. another thing. Car, mm. car thefts in general are going up. But carjackings is what I call the lazy man's way to steal a car. If you wow. steal a car on the street that's that's sitting there parked, you yeah. can't deal with, oh, jeez. You uh, got a hot wire. Locked. Like a hot, and then once you unlock it, you got to deal with hot wiring. Oh, that's, that's too much work. Let's just grab somebody off the street and just yank them out of the car and take it. Yeah, plus, you know, it's cold in Chicago, and who wants to steal a cold car? You know, steal a nice warm one. The seat's nice and warm. It's all, you know, de-iced and all that stuff. It's a perfect storm, plus you're wearing a mask. Everyone's wearing a mask. You can't tell when they come up to you. Boom. Another another thing that's happening is I tried to look to see which city. Now, Chicago probably has more of this in absolute numbers, but the city of Minneapolis brings forth another problem that lies in this carjacking uh, epidemic, and that is that the police departments don't, or the one in Minneapolis, they've had just a lot of uh, attrition, a, a lot of cops leaving because it's just all the, it's the, their notoriety because of one incident that took place up there um, left them with a, a, with a bad name. Cops yeah. saying, I can't do my job, I'm out of here. Or the ones who are staying there are depressed because they can't do their job. That's right. So there's right. this element of police not feeling that they have the power. And I'll tell you, it's a, I've seen some of the, the, the crazy, they've done videos like a Bronco O.J. Simpson uh, watching <laughs> the car, you know, with, with the yeah. police. And I've seen, yeah. I've seen some of the most amazing, if the stuff you'd think would, was made in movies, where a car jacker will get a car, go on the expressway, go off the expressway, stop at a gas station, dump their car, hijack another car, boom. You know, there's another thing. We yeah, got a lot of we got a lot of dumb car drivers out there too. The ones yeah. who said, "Well, I'm just going to pop into the Seven Eleven, and I don't want my car to get cold. I'm just going to let it run, go in and get something." And you got those, and you got the ones at the gas stations. The same problem too. Where you know, yeah. once the thing is that the carjackers they are lazy, and nothing's wow. better than getting a car that they don't have to worry about unlocking, or starting, they get the key. Got and plenty also, of gas. If, Plenty of gas. They just gassed up, and it's sitting still. You don't have to. You don't have to stop wow. it. Wow! And if you're lucky, they go into the convenience store, buy some food. There's no one in the car. It's getting gassed <laughs> up. Well, I think you can tell us a little bit about what can happen with respect to that car. <laughs> uh, you want to hear about Houston? Is that where you're? Let's hear at? the Houston story, and then I'll back and I'll give. A oh, by the way, I did. I did some research. There's there are carjackings in Austin, but it's it's not a big statistic. So I don't have the kind of numbers you guys have up there. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, we don't have a lot of start and stop traffic. You know, we have a lot of yeah. uh, smaller expressways and roads where you keep driving. So we're not we're not the perfect group for this. And uh, also, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say also the weather is we have 300 sunny days every year here. So this is a really nice climate. 
in Houston, and that, you know, it helps if you've got a lot of clothes on, to, if you're going to carjack, right? You don't want to be identified. And, you know, yeah. here in Austin, a lot of people have tattoos. That's a distinguishing mark. So who wants to wear a long sleeve shirt in the summer or even this time of year? It can get up to 80, maybe even 85. Right. So, you know, this is a problem. Our climate's too too warm for really efficient carjacking. So carjackers, if you're watching listening to this so you can get some ideas, the idea is go north, but don't go to Chicago. That's too far. You know, yeah. go to someplace else like St. Louis, maybe. But anyway, yeah. yeah. How about uh, this incident? About this Houston. is a good one. Tell you, yeah, let's let's talk lay, about this, lay this Houston incident on us. Now, Houston has a lot of crime. It's it's quite a city, and it's a big city, too. But it tends to be sprawling and big, but there are not a lot of expressways or roads. There are a lot. There's a lot of start and stop traffic. So this is not a bad place for carjacking. If you, if you guys are looking for a place to go, this isn't bad, but it is warm. So here's what happened. And this is on video. Uh, it shows a car, uh, you know, the car that just got carjacked, drives up in front of this apartment building, stops. The carjacker gets out with a baby in a seat, puts it on the side, puts the baby on the side of the road, gets back in the car and drives off. Yeah. See, that's that, what I call an inhumane carjacker. Now, what happened? How'd that poor, there's a good ending to, there's a happy ending to this story. Well, there's, first of all, it's, it's the climate. It wasn't that cold, so the baby did not suffer. The baby didn't even cry. But within minutes, uh, six cars went by, you know, and nothing happened because it's all on video. But an Amazon delivery driver drove by, saw it, stopped, grabbed the baby, you know, picked up the car seat that the baby was in and went to the nearest neighbor and said, is this your baby? He says, no. He says, well, then call 911. I just saw someone, someone must have just put this baby right here. Yeah. Someone's mother, someone is looking for this baby. And sure enough, it all got resolved. And this guy did a little interview on, on, on the TV about this. It was amazing. So this is a good ending to a horrific story. It is a good story. And I, I just like to say that up here in Chicago, we're just a little bit more hu- humane in terms of the way we handle the oh. carjacking with the kid in the car. Because oh, quite really? often, if you're no, you could be that person who goes into the Seven Eleven or getting gas, who leaves the kid in the car while you're away from it and leave it running. And what happens here in Chicago is we, you know, you got that rule of thumb, like if something, if you drop some piece of food on the floor, if you pick it up within five seconds, you don't have to wash it. Yeah, you know that rule. Yeah, well, that's that the way rule. it works with carjacking. There's a carjacking rule of thumb. It's 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 kind of it isn't what you call. You're not going to find it in the law regulations. Okay. The rule of thumb is that if you dump the kid within a mile, you are not you know you can't you won't be convicted of kidnapping because oh, wow. you try to get rid of the kid. Now right. what we do in Chicago is we realize that we don't. It's too cold. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. what we do is we're more humane. We just go to another. We just dump the car and the kid together. Just leave the car, abandon the car, and go for another uh, car. Go for another car. Yeah. Just go for another car rather than doing this thing about dumping the poor kid on the sidewalk. Jeez. I know. Sorry about that, John. Hard, cold city. It's not maybe not a cold city, but it's a very hard city. That Houston. Yeah. Cold hearted. Cold hearted. <laughs> 
Yeah. How about how about a call? Wait, well, you you ready for some groaners? I'm getting bummed out. I think we are. Yeah. Listen, let's go. Let's go. Okay, I got two. All right. Uh, These groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. uh, And I got other resources, but he does a pretty good job. Commonly referred to as the coach. The coach. And and what we will do is here we will provide you with one or two, actually two. Here we go. Okay. What is a what is a kitten's favorite color? What is a kitten's favorite color? I, I, I don't know, John. I don't even have a clue. Purple. Oh, <laughs> that is terrible. That's oh, corny. yeah. Okay, let's try this one. Yeah. What do you call a person who only believes in 12.5% of the Bible? What do you call a person who only believes in 12.5% of the Bible? Unitarian? I don't know. Athe- an atheist. Athe- atheist. Athe- one eight. Oh, eight, eight. that is good.